It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. Happy New Year, Tim. How you doing? Same to you. Good to uh, good to see you again. So, uh, for those of you who are watching, Tim is actually in the uh, people's house right now. <laughs> I, I I remember the last time I saw you there, you had this face paint on, and uh, <laughs> you wound up getting arrested and uh, had to sit for a few years in prison. But uh, you're under work release right now. Yeah, the podium. Um, they made me put the podium back. <laughs> but uh, as we uh, tape this, there uh, in the eleventh vote. Uh, there's there's a couple of updates here. One is on that there's the 11th vote, and I believe um, in the next ballot, Kurt Schilling, uh, former Boston Red Sox pitcher, uh, will be named the Speaker of the House. Can't get into the Hall of Fame, but uh, because of the bloody sock that he's waving, uh, he will be named the Speaker of the House. Um, the other big news is that uh, Demar Hamlin, who was injured in that game on uh, Monday night, did you see that? Oh uh, yeah, it's like I man, saw it live. I saw all it. Live. I, all I could think is, boy, the Bills sure are dying to get in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> they sure are. I mean, I saw him when he he, he fell backwards. And it was oh, I mean, it was. I didn't want to see that. I think I want to might be one of the only people in the universe who saw that and also saw the last time a, a guy. Wow. The only time the guy had dropped dead on a field, which was Chuck Hughes of of your Detroit Lions. Yes, back in nineteen seventy one. Now I was going to ask if you saw that because you were in Detroit, but. I believe you couldn't see it because the home games were blacked out back then and you wouldn't have been allowed to see it. I as a, living in Chicago. There's a picture of a uh, good old number 51, Dick Butkus, the uh, second greatest number 51 in Bears history behind Bruce Heron. Uh, but um, <clears throat> in any saying, event, saying get up and quit acting like a <laughs> soccer player. Well, the thing is, is right. The faking it. They the Bears actually <laughs> did think he was faking it. Uh, wow. at, at the time, that, which was a common, you know, you know, you, t you do the flop, but he, you know, when his arms started hanging to his side and um, that's how that's how Dick Sean passed away. Oh, he died on stage, right? He died yeah. on stage. They and you've done that many times, of course, but, um, <laughs> boom, of course, but, but uh, not to the laughter and applause that Dick got. They thought it was a shtick. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, like was, a, I mean, five minutes mean, later, it's like, wow, he really knows how to uh, hold the joke. <laughs> I heard in heaven. Andy Kaufman was, you know, fighting back the envy, you know, that, that Dick Sean was able to pull that. Uh, and Andy Kaufman's still not dead, as far as we know. But um, the latest story is that um, Damar Hamlin woke up uh, from uh, uh, being unconscious. And, and the first thing he asked, first thing he said was, honey, I forgot to duck. I oh, that was Reagan. You know, brave <laughs> things said under duress. Uh, he said, did we win the game? And um, which just shows that he should have rubbed some dirt on it and got back up and, and played and sent the ambulance <laughs> away. Um, Did they no, win the game? How does that work now? Well, he, I was surprised. And I, this is I must I must be losing my edge because I was I was watching this at the time and I so much wanted to tweet something like fantasy league chaos. Uh, you know, who will win their fantasy? And I haven't even seen that from The Onion yet. Uh, so, you know, wow. Owned by that. I mean, maybe they did or, you know, or the Babylon Bee did it and I didn't see it. But I mean, that to me and I know people who are really upset about their fantasy leagues because uh, the NFL today said that the, most likely the uh, game will not be made up 
Uh, well, how would they do it anyway? I mean, you've got the last weekend of the season and um, well, couldn't they, uh, couldn't they put the, put the ball right where it was, set the clock right where it was. Do the, well, do, what do, I was thinking when, when DeMar Hamlin uh, said today, he woke up and he said, who won the game? That at that moment, Commissioner Goodell ordered the players to be ready in five minutes. So, uh, <laughs> which, which of course was a little bit of the controversy at, at the time. Uh, you know, there there was so much second guessing of the NFL, and I, I must, you know, be an easy mark or a corporatist or something. I mean, to me, it took them an hour to determine that the game wasn't going to go on, and they deny that they said that everybody should be ready in five minutes, and so maybe they're lying about that. But I mean, you know. Here we are. We enjoy watching these guys smash each other in the heads all the time. But now we're upset that Goodell took an hour <laughs> to cancel the game. I don't think we exactly have you know clean hands on, on this whole deal. After all, it was you and me, said uh, Mick Jagger, who. Uh, so so who um, problems. who what do they do when the in the Lions uh, 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 Bears game? The, 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 the one we we're talking about where he. So here's uh, what happened. You know, I read a little bit up on, on this because and. You know, it's one of those things like I think I saw it live because there was so much talk about it at the time. But I have no independent recollection now of that game 51 years ago. But I think I saw it because I was watching, you know, there were only the, they didn't have the uh, regular uh, the home games televised back then. So and all you had was a 14 game schedule. So you had seven games that you got to see the entire year. So I'm sure I was watching that game at the time. And I know, you know, there was a lot of talk about it um, after it. What happened was, and we should really, you know, I, I, I've got an idea for a sports talk format because everything its usually so boring, especially now in Chicago sports, nothing's going on. Justin Fields isn't even going to be playing on Sunday. You should resurrect old arguments that have already been, that are moot now. <laughs> you know, we should have like, a sports talk show. Let's debate whether the NFL should end, end the blackout on home games. You know, it was decided in 1973, but let's debate that now. Um, so I think what happened, there was, he um, first of all, Butkus did not hit him, but Butkus, you know, just went over to him and, you know, and rooted around and, you know, and emptied his pockets and uh, <laughs> his bonus it's check. A, well, you it's know, the Chicago way. Well, you know, with, uh, Hallis throwing nickels around like manhole covers, you get you get it wherever you can. So um, but he had been hit a couple of plays earlier. And this is a guy who never got into the game. And he uh, so he was just inserted into the game. In, in, late in the game, he had uh, had an attack earlier in the season, which was misdiagnosed as like a spleen problem. But it turned out that later on that they discovered that he had this probably had a heart attack earlier in the year and they had misdiagnosed it. And then he had a, a blood clot that was loosened when he got hit twice by two guys on one play. So now, he, so he was unvaccinated. Totally. Uh, you know, it was not, which we'll, we'll get to in just one second here. But what happened was, is that there was about a minute left to play in the game. And I'm thinking, OK, back in the old days, you know, oh, yeah, they tough it out. You know, they drag him yeah. off the field. They probably make him play like wide receiver. You know, they don't take him out anyway. <laughs> just make sure that he's lined up, not, you know, in the neutral zone. And there was a minute left to play, but they just let the clock run out. They, no, and the Lions didn't even try to score, and they had been driving, and they were down 28-23. And that's the kind of loser Lion team that, that, that <laughs> you've always favored because they didn't even try to win the game. Man, no, But, you know, it, it's funny because I remember back in those days, you know, like if a player's wife was pregnant and she was having a baby, you know, they only played 14 games a year. You don't go into the – 
waiting room with your wife. You're just going to you're, you're smoking a cigarette in the waiting room. They certainly didn't have Lamaze or anything like that. And now these guys <laughs> like I want paternity leave for three months. Well, that just happens to coincide with your entire 17 game schedule. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, but apparently uh, they were wusses back in 71. It was the dawning of the age of Aquarius uh, in the 60s and 50s. They wouldn't have uh, they would have tried to win the game. Um, but yes, you mentioned about the. Um, so how much was still on the clock when he died? I, w I wasn't watching Chuck Hughes. It was like a minute. No, no, no. You you said Chuck Hughes was a minute and a half. When, about uh, a minute. About a minute. Yeah. Uh, no, this last time. This, oh, this, last th this the game had just started. Well, the oh, guy didn't okay. die. The guy didn't die. Well, you, yeah, they thought they. Everyone thought he did. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, let's let's admit it. Everyone thought we he was. We were gone. hopeful, but you know, it, it, did, it didn't stop people like Charlie Kirk, young punk, from speculating. And here, uh, you know, oh, it's the vaccine. Okay, you know, I'm watching this in real time and I'm reading tweets and I think, oh, come on. I mean, can you hold back just a little bit? Can we just see if he's if he's going to live? Can they can they finish with the defibrillator? But here well, I would I, actually like to see I would actually like to see that reviewed, Bruce. I want to see what happened first, that somebody said it's the vaccine or somebody said it's definitely not the vaccine. Because <laughs> I, I think it's the other. So way. here's what our producer, Chris, you know, spoiling for a fight. He writes in our rundown today. Bruce sides with radical conspiracy theorist Keith Olbermann on Charlie Kirk, simply asking the question about vax related issues with cardiac problems in high level athletes. And he cites the statistic that since January of 21, there have been 1598 in incidents, uh, you know, of uh, cardiac issues with young athletes. And before that, there were only like 29 a year. Uh, it's a legitimate question about myocarditis and, and the vaccine. However, however, you know, you're watching this in real time. The guy took a blow to the chest and then he uh, Chris libels me here because he says that I uh, that I sided with Keith Olbermann. What happened was, is that Mark Sapelsa was a friend of mine, former news anchor, uh, you know, in, in Chicago TV and pretty smart guy. But if he were really smart, he wouldn't be retweeting Keith Olbermann. So uh, <laughs> and he retweeted um, Olbermann. <laughs> who basically was um, upset that that guys like Kirk were saying that this has never happened before. And, you know, they were suggesting that it was the vaccine. Well, as I mentioned, and then Olbermann cited this Chuck Hughes incident. Well, as I pointed out and pointing out now, the Chuck Hughes incident happened 51 years ago which is about as close to unprecedented <laughs> as you can get. I mean, if, if that's the most recent thing, it's and it, it was a, even, it was a completely different game 50 years ago. Well, well, that that too. But uh, even Charlie Cook, whom I respect at National Review, wrote that he thought this was unprecedented. It's not unprecedented, but it's pretty close to unprecedented. And it's not the greatest example, Keith, of uh, bringing this up because it's <laughs> almost like it never happened before. It was 51 years ago. So um, in any event, uh, it, uh, you know, I, I, but it was just bad taste by Charlie Kirk at that point, because it, it doesn't seem, hey, they should look at the guy's heart, see if he, you know, if that COVID-19 vaccine uh, actually, uh, you know, caused him to have myocarditis and, uh, and this incident was triggered by, by the blow to the chest. Um, but uh yeah, interesting it, that it was blood clots the last time too, huh? It was blood clots in that's that what they're saying. That's what they're saying is that uh, is, is it, the vaccine causes blood clots. Well, they are saying that. So apparently, mm -hmm. the, Chuck Hughes had the the first COVID vaccine fifty one <laughs> years ago. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the.
Weekly Wrap. A World Wildlife Fund study says that in the past 50 years, the abundance of global wildlife has collapsed 69%, mostly for the same reason. Too many people, too much consumption, and growth mania. At the age of 90, biologist Paul Ehrlich may have lived long enough to see some of his dire prophecies come true. You seem to be saying that humanity is not sustainable. No, humanity is not sustainable to maintain uh, our lifestyle, yours and mine, basically, for the entire planet. You need five more Earths. Not clear where they're going to come Bruce from. Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Uh, and Tim, as is my want, I was not listening to what Paul Ehrlich said on 60 Minutes in that little intro there. So uh, just tell me if I'm repeating it. Uh, but he said, he well, had- well, uh, a little news flash for those of you watching live. Uh, uh, 11th, uh, the 11th vote just went down. So, uh, that would be interesting if anybody were watching live right now, because we're not actually broadcast <laughs> fake it, so, fake it, I, you know, but that there may be aliens who are tuning in right now. Um, but yeah, Tim is standing uh, with a backdrop of the house of representatives, uh, behind him. The, um, you know, I love that, that that's going on the, uh, that we have, uh, there, there's some doubt because I always hated it that every time there was a political political convention, it was pretty much rigged. When I was an infant, I'm pretty sure that it took either Adlai Stevenson or somebody else two or three ballots, you know, against Estes sure. Kefauver or whatever to get the nomination. I wasn't really conscious of what was going on to like Goldwater in 64 and Johnson in 64. And there's never really been a fight. And so all the and now they're they're you know totally rigged. So I just <laughs> I'm kind of glad to see this, even though it's over something that doesn't really matter all that much, because what the heck is the uh, Republican Speaker of the House going to do with the Democratic Senate and the Democratic president? So I mean, it just I mean, it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a bug in the constitutional software that mm-hmm. they, they, they can't move forward. They, they actually have to keep having votes. Did you notice they have to keep having votes until someone's seated? So the, the, there's there's no other option. I mean, it's just a, it's like an infinite loop uh, program written in that just melts down the computer. So, I mean, is there like a t- is a time limit or, or, or no, uh, no. But they have well, that, I mean, well, that's well, why I'm wondering why they keep having why they've had 11 votes when. There isn't because uh, they have to any change. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing else. That, all they can do is adjourn or take votes. It, it's yeah. uh, th- th- there might be some action, though. I understand that uh, uh, the Democrats are warning if nothing happens, they're going to bring in Katie Hobbs to count the votes. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, so and we'll keep giving you taped updates on, uh, on what's <laughs> on, going on on what you already the, know <laughs> i think the uh, over on what do you think the over under is on this how many votes you think it'll take uh i i, I think it's going to go all through the rest of the week and then uh, uh and, and then over the weekend they'll figure something out they'll they'll, they'll either convince uh, a few rhinos to vote for jeffries or uh they'll, they'll um Actually, I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to threaten uh, the rhinos are going to threaten to to vote for Jeffries. That's my guess, which would be fun. A Democrat speaker with a Republican House. I've always always been a fan of gridlock. Yeah, but an anti-democratic 
And I mean, he doesn't even believe in democracy, Jeffries. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that, that's that, that's kind of fun. He'll be tugging uh, Biden uh, to the left. So anyway, we uh, led with this uh, Paul Ehrlich quote, and uh, he said that the next few decades, he was on 60 Minutes, the next few decades will be the end of um, the kind of civilization we're used to. Humanity is consuming 175% of what the Earth can regenerate. Uh, uh -huh. Biologist Paul Ehrlich says that our current way of life is unsustainable. Now, the only problem with all that is that it's the damn Paul Ehrlich who's saying it. So <laughs> this is the yeah. guy whose neo-Malthusian chicken little uh, The Sky is Falling book, The Population <laughs> Bomb, I had to read for environmental biology, which is science sure. for journalism majors at Northwestern in 1971. I mean, in fact, I think I read it right before Chuck Hughes died on the field in, in, in Detroit. <laughs> but, um, I, and I always thought, and he, of course, he was proven wrong. I mean, he said the, the, the earth sure. was disintegrating. And I always thought that Northwestern should recall me, you know, like alfalfa sprouts are recalled after a salmonella outbreak. Um I should have been like all the kids that said that Pluto isn't a planet in elementary well, school. And you know what? When I was in high school, because, you know, the teachers were getting radical, uh, some kids had to read Eldridge Cleaver's Soul on Ice. He later repudiated that book. So I think all the Niles East High School students from the early 1970s, late 60s, who read that book should should have been recalled, you know, like a bad Ford and and brought in and, and have to you know, maybe read the classics instead. Well, I remember in, in elementary school, they told us the fact that the uh, uh, continents looked like a jigsaw puzzle that would all fit together mm -hmm. was just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah it's actually it was it, it was a uh, 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 tectonic plates had not been accepted when i by the time i was in elementary school it was still being debated that's how that's how recent that one is i mean and that was like five minutes after the earth is flat was still, being, was <laughs> no, still being debated. no no it was it, it was into the it was into the 50s day before the tectonic plate theory was accepted and i was in a i was in a catholic school and they hadn't bought new textbooks so <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't. The Catholics, you know, they had to they had to look to which pope are we under now? And are we accepting Copernicus or should we burn him at the stake? Um, all right. So anyway, that's Paul Ehrlich. And well, we, here's what I think about Paul Ehrlich yeah. is that uh, never take advice from anyone who can cl claim to predict the future and is not a billionaire. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, right. Because, yeah. I don't have to explain it to you. <laughs> yeah, no, we got it. <laughs> yeah, I, it took, I was explaining it to myself. What I was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what uh, I see what Tim's saying. There. So, yeah, I mean, to listen to. And, and the problem is, is then when you actually have you, there may actually be some real environmental problems, but they overstate the case so much that, you know, you, you just you, you well, just, they have to. They have to. They have to generate that fear. It's uh, I guess so. Which reminds me. So. Um, and other people have been writing about this, but Jonah Goldberg in his dispatch column wrote about how fusion will relieve the Marxists of their gripe about scarcity because we have this fusion, fusion energy and it's going to cost nothing. And, and and we won't have to worry about oil or, or anything like that. I mean, it's still 30, 40 years down the line, maybe. But, you know, the verily I say you still won't relieve the Marxists of their envy. Because even if we have all this abundance, somehow it's not going to be abundant enough because it's the whole power grab on their part. So, uh, you know, and it goes hand in hand with the whole environmental thing, because 
really what's what's driving all this is not necessarily concern about the environment, though there may be some, but a lot of it's just wanting to boss people around. I and, noticed a yeah. long time ago, a long time ago, that the color of the environmental party is the same as the color of envy. You, you which is green. I, I would like to point that out, which is green. Um, so anyway, I woke up uh, on New Year's Eve morning and it was wonderful because I was reading a National Review article by Andrew McCarthy and he's not given the right wing hysteria. He was calling for the impeachment of Joe Biden over the uh, over over immigration. And, and, and you talk about having to do a little chicken little thing uh, and, and yell at, at everybody that the sky is falling. The numbers are astronomical, uh, you know, what's coming over the border. Mm -hmm. And you've got like, like, what is, I, correct me if I'm wrong on some of these statistics, because it's hard to keep them in my head, but something like six million there's and eat and, and pretty soon it's like having uh, Illinois is like 12 million, 12 million. And it, you know, a state's worth here and a state's worth there. Pretty soon you got an invasion going yeah. on. And I heard uh, I heard I heard the equivalent of the entire population of Ireland. And uh, boy, look, look what happened to oh, this yeah. country after we just let a few of those in. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Go back to your potatoes there. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll take William Butler Yates. The rest of you can go back. Uh, uh, no, we'll take Rory McElroy, too. But here's the here's the thing. I mean, for, for all the call for to impeach Biden, I think this one's legitimate because he if, if I, my understanding is correct, he told uh, immigration officials to not enforce the law. Right. Which is dereliction of duty. I no, mean, that is a, that is a clear impeachable offense. Right. As I'm saying, you know, Andrew McCarthy is, you know, he, he didn't believe the election was stolen. He's uh, you know, he's he's pretty careful about these things. And he says, look, I mean, Biden isn't, as you say, is not enforcing the law here. The problem is the public is still woefully ignorant on this. It was something like only 13 percent are really, really concerned uh, about this. And, you know, what what we need is are more busloads of, of uh, migrants. They're now called. You can't even. <laughs> no, no, they're illegal immigrants. I, you know, we need more busloads dropped off you know, on Lori Lightfoot's doorstep. Uh, it, it's it's, it's uh, I, I don't know how you un underscore the problem a anymore. And of course, you're not going to. Well, have you seen her lawn? She could use a few more immigrants. I really it's it's terrible what, what she's, she's doing. <laughs> Somebody said that she asked for uh, season her season tickets to the Bears games to be changed for security reasons. And I was thinking, all right, you know what? She's my kind of guy, uh, you know, wants to go to bear games as opposed to Rahm Emanuel. Well, the Bears had started off a year pretty, pretty well. And he said, oh, I love the Bears. They started off three and zero. Well, no guy ever says three and three. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot would know how to talk about it. Wasn't Rahm Emanuel like a like a in high school, like the mascot or something like that? <laughs> I thought he was the mascot for the city of Chicago. And, you know, you know, Tim, why, you know, Tim, why he decided he wanted to become ambassador to Japan, which is where he's at now. Why do you why do you think he did that? Tim? I think I think because he wanted to be tall. There you go. There you go, Tim. Am I the great setup man uh, or not? So anyway, it's um, it's good to see that uh, Lori Lightfoot is uh, trying to get se proper season tickets. And we're going to have the impeachment of Joe Biden just as soon as we get a new speaker of the House. <laughs> uh, 
uh, call for a vote on that. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Do you think David French could turn into a spoiler in this race? No. I agree with Frank Luntz, who said this on Fox News this morning. David French, with all due respect, is irrelevant. You can find anybody with an impressive background, but it's irrelevant. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And Tim, do you, do you ever read David French at all? I don't I don't think I ever had. I had to yeah. Google him during the break there. Oh, there you I, go. I, so, not, I mean, uh, he used to write for National Review, and then he wrote for The Dispatch. And, uh, you know, he's probably considered a rhino, which is why The New York Times would pick him up. You know, guys like him and Ross Douthat. And, uh, oh, Brett, yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a never Trumper. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's... But here's the thing, though. I think that The New York Times should fire him immediately. You know how The Atlantic fired uh, Kevin Williamson, uh, who I consider a friend? Um the um after uh, they found out that he had said that uh, people who have abortions should be hanged or whatever, even though he doesn't believe in the death penalty. Uh, but they, they got rid of him uh, like within days. I remember reading a very thoughtful piece by David French not too long ago, just a few years ago when, you know, we we're having these uh, battles over Confederate statues. And he wrote a very thoughtful piece on the dignity and the honor between Union and Confederate soldiers at the end. It might have been, even been at Appomattox when mm -hmm. the, you know, the soldiers on their horses met and they, you know, they get a tip of the cap to each other. But there yeah, was they something... high five. They high fived each other like sure. they do at a, a, a <laughs> little league game. <laughs> You know, at like the end of the Stanley Cup, when, you know, after they've been bashing their heads in each other, you know, they're shaking the hands there. They put the teeth back in. Uh, in this case, put the bit back in the horse's mouth. And um, but it was that was all in kind of defense of the Confederacy. I mean, even though it was a wrong cause and Robert E. Lee was horrible, uh, that uh, you know, maybe we should keep the statues. I'm just saying. Uh, and you know, I don't know if there's a statute of limitations, excuse me, yeah, pardon the pun there. Oh, man, on this, uh, statute <laughs> of limitations on this, but uh, he did write this piece a few years ago, and maybe the New York Times wants to vet itself and uh, get rid of him before he starts. In any event, speaking of uh, uh abortion, yeah, that makes him a white supremacist, doesn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, he, you know, he's complicated, and nobody can you know fathom <laughs> that. You've got to be Manichaean. And uh, everything's got to be black and white. But speaking of uh, uh, the abortion uh, issue, so Trump said an interesting thing this past week. He said he blamed these pro-life candidates for all the losses. And indeed, there were losses among uh, you know, like pro-life candidates who would not compromise at all, have no exceptions. Uh, and yeah. um, the thing, the, the problem is, is that Trump endorsed all these people <laughs> like uh yeah, the guy in uh, was it Tucker in uh, in Michigan well, and a few others. So that's well, he, a made, he, ma he made a mistake. It's well, here's a, he, can, he can he can look at the polls and see he made a mistake. But here's or, here's another thing that he the problem is, is that, you know, if he starts ripping into, you know, the the uh, pro-life zealots, that's his base. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't know if he can 
Uh, uh, how many votes did he get for Speaker of the House on the 11th uh, round? Or was he just nominated? <laughs> he then? got uh, he got one. OK, there you he go. Got Matt Gates nominated him and voted for him. Yeah. Nobody anyway, else. Nobody else did. That's a, a little sticky wicket he's, he's gotten himself into. Well, uh, my sister, my sister uh, uh, just won a seat in the Michigan House uh, uh, this wow. past election. And she said when she was canvassing, she said it was a huge problem was was the abortion thing. Is that uh-huh. she was able to overcome? She said, and as as I think most Republicans should, that uh, that well, you know, you're not vo- electing me to to put my opinions into law. You're electing me to represent you. Right. So, what I will, you know, I will re- if I'm elected, I will represent what you people want me to. Right. And I and I think, I think I don't get it, it works inc- for I, some I, people. I don't get incest. Okay, rape. I get. Uh, 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 woman's health. I get incest. That one's up. Uh, that one was always weird. You would not have an exception for incest. I don't know. It's like you know, when two cousins go to bed together, they know what they're doing. They know <laughs> that they know that what could possibly happen. It's like, oh, I didn't know it's my cousin. I mean, come on. Well, we should make an exception for uh, Bubba uh, when he does that. <laughs> uh, we should allow him a do-over. The um. So so uh, that that's the problem. Uh, one of the problems that Trump faces. Um, so meantime, let's turn to another bread and butter issue. Uh, I saw this tweet uh, from uh, the Morning Answer, you know, the uh, station that I didn't get a job at. Um, they they, um, they they were saying a semi-automatic rifle is not an assault weapon. If you believe it is, you should no longer be taken seriously. OK. I'm willing to say that a semi-automatic rifle is uh, not an assault weapon, but if the liberals would be willing to stop calling them assault weapons, will us conservatives, we conservatives, stop saying non-detainable offenses because they are detainable, even though it may be difficult. Um, But yeah, okay. Uh, Wow, you you lost me on that one, counselor. Okay. I'm just talking about definitions here. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, but we, uh, uh, so so let, let me try to piece that together for because okay. because I'm guessing I'm guessing that uh, that that most of the listeners are as ignorant on the the finer points of the law as I am. <laughs> Apparently, I am too. Is, is that is that okay? You're talking about the bail, right? The, 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 right. The fact they that are detainable offenses, but okay. that, but 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 they've been characterized as non-detainable because the judge. Does, doesn't have the discretion or can't do it anymore. You've got to get the prosecutor to make a case for it. But that doesn't and, and it's difficult. And and the law is probably bad. As a matter of fact, it's been ruled unconstitutional by a Kankakee judge. And it was uh, and the whole uh, bail uh, law was was stayed uh, by the Illinois Supreme Court pending uh, uh, argument. over Because it. did because non-detainable offenses are actually detainable offenses that, that you just no, can't no, get because a judge there was to a separation detain. of powers. There's a separation of powers argument here. And they, it was unconstitutional to uh, take that away from the judges. I believe no. that's the that's the essence of the argument. I could be yeah. wrong, but it, but it was a separation of powers argument. The, I mean, the, I'm all I'm saying here is I'm and I, I'm sorry I got us bogged down in this. No, no, that's okay. It's don't, fa- don't to me it's over- fast. To me, it, to yeah. me it's fascinating. I, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to be completely accurate about you know what is an assault weapon and what isn't an assault weapon, but uh, you know all, we we te- we do the same thing on our side. We you know these are even though it's a bad law, you can't characterize it as a non-detainable offense. Anyway, I, speaking of, uh, this is something we can all agree on. There's this ad 
that's uh, going on right now. And it's it's in favor of, you know, the assault weapons ban. And, you know, it's this poor woman. Her daughter was killed by a gun. And and so this is a, a way of saying we should ban assault weapons, which aren't assault weapons. <laughs> they're semi-automatic rifles, semi-automatic rifles. They're not assault weapons, but they should be banned. They are semi-automatic rifles painted black. Is, yeah, essentially. I want to see one painted black the thing is is that i'm asking and i think i know the answer to this i think it's a reasonable speculation was the woman's daughter actually killed by an ar-15 which is what they're trying to ban or is she just being used as a front even though her daughter it, this has nothing to do with the my my the speculation was, my yeah. speculation was probably a, a semi-automatic pistol being held sideways there you go but it's not that's, an AR-15. My... It's no. not one of the assault weapons. Well, it's semi-automatic, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. A it's not. It's not what they want banned. Yeah, I, I don't know. think. So, um, I, I mean, look, I, I, I'm uh, willing to be a second guest on that one. Um, we must uh, have a moment of silence for Barbara Wawa. Uh, she oh. died uh, at the age of 93. And on her tombstone will be written "WIP." <laughs> <laughs> is she going to be married and like uh, buried uh, next to Elmer Fudd? Uh, so, so um, look, uh, you know, I still have a bone to pick with her. Uh, she wouldn't, was, you didn't get hired by the View, Bruce. Oh, and I would. I actually know somebody was on the View. Paula yeah. Ferris worked with her on, on uh, NBC at, at Channel Five, but Whoopi got rid of her. Um, but I once got ticked. ABC preempted the third round of the British Open to go with Wall to Walter's coverage of JFK's Junior's missing plane. And I was saying at the time, can't they just flip the golf to ESPN? But they didn't have the mechanics to do that then, even <laughs> though they owned ESPN. So we they we didn't get to see the third round of the British Open. And huh. it, and it's endless talking. Like I like if you watched the football game uh Monday night. You know, they were endlessly talking about what happened, but they were just juggling the same three facts that they had. Sure. And one of them was wrong. And, I'm, the and, and, and I mean, come on, a Kennedy plunging into the ocean. <laughs> is, that, really? is, that, is that news? Really? Uh, come on. <laughs> you know what? Um, actually, I used to read uh, Florence King. She wrote The Mis Misanthropes Corner uh, in the back of National Review. She once speculated she thought JFK Jr. had facial work done. Because he had that awkward Kennedy look, you know, that beakish, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I shouldn't talk, but, you know, and, and the big Adam's apple or whatever. And then he kind of like disappeared a little bit in his teens and he came back and he was really a nice, rugged, oh. handsome looking man. She thinks he had work done. Oh. Um, you know what occurred to me just recently yeah. is that uh, that Marlo Thomas is Danny Thomas's daughter. You didn't There's know no, that? Well, no, I'm just stating yeah. that for those who don't. Uh, yeah. uh, there's there's no way she did not inherit that Shanaz. Oh, of, of course, of course. She probably had work right. done before she, before her first period. <laughs> well, I remember her on that girl. Exactly. Do you remember that with Ted? She had Vessel? a cute, cute little nose. The ingenue. <laughs> How did that happen? Marlo Thomas. That's right. Well, I thought you were going to go into an eggs Danny Thomas style thing, and I was going to end the broadcast uh, right <laughs> with a, with a spit with a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, Uncle Tanus. <laughs> Apple pie and coffee. Uh, great punchline to a Danny Thomas joke. <laughs>
which you can tell in the next segment. Bruce Wolf. Oh, what, what? We got 1140 on this. Oh, we got 18 seconds to kill here, Tim. Uh, do we have time to for a report on the vote? Uh, 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 <laughs> he uh, 11th. I think it's adjourning. I think they're voting to oh, adjourn now. Oh, so so how yeah. many votes a day are they doing? Like about five, three, a, it seems about three, three a day. No, it's three days now. Oh, isn't it's three, it? three a day. Okay, yeah, so four. the oh, over under is oh, about nope. The 12th looks like they're going to do the 12th. all right, 12th vote tonight. That's that could be the charm. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Flippity flops have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm already flippity flops. I don't yeah. want to yeah. have new, new fold. <laughs> We're dropping really? a new fold inside. I don't know what I can talk about this. Okay. Well, you brought it up. You know, I excited. Did. You know, I, I talk with my lady all the time. So there's, you said this, and I got all looked up. new section. Okay. It feels like a new, uh, a new quadrant. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Um, do you know Steph Tolov by any chance, Tim? I do not. See, I, you always think, oh, he's a comedian. All the comedians know each other. Like, I'm, <laughs> I know I, a lot of comedians. I don't. I don't know. Steph. Like, do you know like Sandy Barron, uh, Jack Carter? Uh, any? You you don't know them either. You don't even know mm. I'm talking about, right? No, is that, <laughs> that a generation before me? I think Jack Carter. I don't know if he invented the term, but he used to talk about flop sweat. Anyway, that we just showed a picture of uh, Step Tola. So. New Year's Eve, my wife and I don't go out during the regular year, much less New Year's Eve. OK, but my best friend was turning 70 and he's the first of the friends to hit that milestone. And he decided he wanted to go out for his birthday to an Italian restaurant, four or five couples. And then go to see Steph Tolov at Zany's in Rosemont. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my initial reaction was, oh, man, I, you know, I'm going to be asleep by, you know, <laughs> before before the entree is served at the Italian restaurants. So, <laughs> Don't they have a seven o'clock show? It's, uh... <laughs> sure. You know, we could all pretend, you know, <laughs> seven thirty, you know, Just celebrate New Year's in London. Yeah. So we but we went and, uh, you know, I was really nervous about driving because, you know, I'd heard. You know, I'm I'm uh, the Steve Dahl used to talk about the lady from Tinley Park. He used to make fun of her uh, that would call in WGN radio. I am that lady right now who's a friend. <laughs> uh, are we going into the city? You know, it's the northwest side of Chicago and into Rosemont. Anyway, so the, the dinner was fine. And, you know, I, amazingly, I still was awake. And we, we go to Zany's and there's four or five couples there, you know, all at or you know near 70 years old and this woman her routine was very consistent it was about 45 minutes of vagina 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 then penis then for a little change of pace breast and then vagina 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 very (laughs) very you know it had a backbeat you couldn't lose it i mean it was really good i wanted to laugh real hard but you know you're sitting there with especially the, the women who were there who aren't really laughing at it mm-hmm. and maybe they're laughing on the inside. You know how women are. So, uh, <laughs> no, they they're just, show. they're just, they're just casting glances, making oh, yeah. sure you're not laughing. Oh my goodness. It reminded me of my best friend what was it 35 years ago. We went, uh, you know, two couples, his, his wife and him and, and my wife and, and I, 
went to see Eddie Murphy raw. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was so side splitting and I was trying to contain the laughter the entire time because and it, it, it was actually a painful experience. Well, you know, I'm a little older now, uh, you know, but this woman was very I mean, she was really good. I mean, she mined that material, you know, very nicely, but plumbed the depth. <laughs> totally. So to speak. <laughs> totally. So it was a it was a literal vagina monologue. That it, it, totally. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it was a great one. And that's the kind that I'd actually like to hear as opposed to Eve Ensler. <laughs> Uh, so, um, which I, I'm, I'm surprised I actually was able to remember that name. Probably stuck from crossword puzzles. It's uh, um, yeah, you do a little Woody Allen when you say it too. <laughs> so, Even. so, um, anyway, it was just it was. Uh, I, I, you're, you're, uh, you're not familiar with her oeuvre, uh, but uh, we, we can't oeuvre nor her ova. Yeah, right. We could talk about. A guy you must be familiar with, who I have seen in concert. I haven't been to that many, uh, you know, stand-up comedy acts in my life, but for some reason, over the years, I saw Bill Cosby like three or four times. I mean, I saw him once when he was at the Mill Run Theater in Niles, and Joan Rivers opened for him. Well, wow. apparently, Cosby is—I—it's I, this is hard to believe. He's plotting his return to the stage in 2023. "Quote: There's so much fun to be had." Unquote. He says, "I mean." Do you see? Do you well, see Bill Cosby being able to perform? Well, first of all, first of all, uh, he he's no Louis C.K. Okay, I mean he actually he actually did go to court for what he did as compared <laughs> to Louis C.K. and was convicted. So that makes it a little bit different. I I was curious when I heard this. I don't think any theaters are going to book him. I mean, the theaters, the theaters have a, a, a hard time booking uh, uh, like Nick DiPaolo. So okay. so I can't I can't see them booking Bill Cosby. Um, I, I, I asked a club owner friend of mine and he said, absolutely no way. So I don't know. Casinos, maybe uh, uh, on on Native American reservations. Maybe he'll just just do Zoom concerts. Uh, but I, but personally, I'd be I, I'd, I'd be curious to see it. I, I'd be curious. And will to he see just him. be oblivious to everything that's going on? You know, just go right back to Camille. You know, she put no. the kids to bed, and you maybe. know, and then I dropped some acid and some. Oh no, I didn't. No, so maybe, maybe it'd be Cosby with an edge. It's uh, you know, we were all doing quaaludes back then. But what's funny is that part of Eddie Murphy's raw was ripping the sainted Bill Cosby at the time. It was like because Cosby says you don't need to work blue. You know. You know, you just knock the women out. You don't have to actually. So, um, Chris, I do have a, a little technical workshop here. I forgot to start the timer. Uh, I started at a minute 20. 604. But how... We're 605. We're at 605 now. Yeah. So we've got about uh, five minutes left yeah. right now. Right. Yep. OK. Yep. So um, in any event, uh, let's uh, let's turn to some more comic relief right here. The Washington commanders, speaking of Indian reservations. Uh, have just <laughs> have just named their new mask or new mascot, and his name is Mister Tutty, and he's a pig, and they've already it's universal derision on this. I mean, every time a mascot comes out, it's it, it's universally derided. You know, Chris, could could can you get another picture of Mister Tutty there with his with his showing his fingers? Because I have a <laughs> I have a speculation. Here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Smells like a Miss Piggy or something? Or, or no, no, or, no, uh, no. Okay. He's uh, he's missing some fingers. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's too he doesn't. Bad. Yeah. So, so maybe it is Rahm Emanuel. Oh, there, yeah. I was wondering uh, if if, <laughs> if Rahm would have been a better ascot. I mean, Rahm has some Washington cred right could there, be. and he's small it enough. It could be him. <laughs> you know, it, the team is the Washington Commanders. I mean, you have like. They could have had like George Washington, who was the commander in chief, or maybe John Paul Jones. There you go. Something, but See? a pig. See, look at that. Look at that. Look at yeah, that. Miss, Mr. Tutty must have been yeah. working the meat cutter in the deli and <laughs> right. gave someone go. a little, <laughs> put go. a little, put a little pork in the kosher salami. So, yeah, apparently there's even a lawsuit over this right now because the old Washington Redskins called themselves the Hogs, like John Riggins and, oh. and others. John Riggins, of course, who was famous for referring to, um, Sandra Day O'Connor as a Sandy baby, which, you know, I, I like that. All right. Meanwhile, I hate is, to there a, is there is there a red skin hog? Is there uh, is that a type, <laughs> that is that a type of hog? Right. Well, How much would time be... do we have now? That's left uh, three because... minutes, three Wait. minutes, 10 seconds. We have three minutes and 10 seconds. OK. All right. So it's the countdown. And, it, and I promise you, at the end of this podcast, there will be a new speaker of the house. I guarantee you, if, <laughs> even if it's Mr. Tutty. But I was thinking, you know, just over this whole thing. Remember Iron Eyes Cody? You remember him? Mm -hmm. The Indian who would laugh, uh, not laugh, the Indian who was crying yeah. over, uh, I, I guess, uh, garbage and uh, pollution or whatever. No, I think it was pineapple on pizza. <laughs> May have been. He, was, he was Italian, it turns he, out. Right. He was Italian. He was about as Indian as Sashin Littlefeather was. <laughs> uh, he wasn't an Indian, but but he played an Indian and he had this tear coming down his, his, his face there, there, there's iron eyes. Uh, but he's got to be laughing his ass off over this um, mascot thing because uh, uh, they'd be much better off with, uh, with him as the mascot. So you would love to talk about the Victoria's secret with CEO. Uh, being had to wasted. step down. Had, had to, to step, step down. down. This is like a Disney move where the woke guy has to step down and why did yeah it turns out turns out people didn't like looking at men and fat women in lingerie <laughs> go figure <laughs> you know, they, you'd think that they know what it is that sells <laughs> at victoria's yeah. secret yeah yeah uh, basically here's the idea of victoria's secret as i always thought it is that it comes in the mail the husband takes it hides it under the mattress the <laughs> wife finds it and says oh if I ordered this underwear, maybe he'd pay attention to me. Oh. That's that's how that the, I always thought that was their marketing. Uh, Interesting model. strategy. Interesting yeah. strategy. I never uh, I, I uh, you know, occasionally I try it on, uh, you know, I just... <laughs> no, 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 not try it on the <laughs> magazine. My gosh, it was uh, you can't you know, once you're married, you can't get Playboy coming to the or penthouse coming to your address anymore. You got to are you dating yourself? I mean, Playboy coming <laughs> to the what kind of man reads Playboy? Remember their ads? A very lonely man, a man who can't get anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I still remember the Playboy uh, Unabashed Dictionary definition of urination. It's what the UN told Israel in 1948. Uh, so that was some great, great jokes on Playboy in Playboy. Um, but, um, oh, my God. And, and Marilyn Monroe, uh, I don't know if she, this was a post for Playboy. But she was taking some nude photos and they asked her, uh, did you have anything on? And she said, of course, the radio. And, you know, those are the 
the great jokes the, from 60 years ago. Yeah, uh, that yeah kept imagine, us if going. They, imagine if, yeah, imagine if Playboy went in its day because I think it's gone. Is it gone? It should be gone. It, but uh, if if they had gone body positive back in the day, <laughs> or they, they started allowing well, transgender I mean, you, men. Yeah, I mean, you know, or women, had like transgender you, women. Yeah, University of Pennsylvania swimmer photos. It would be, yeah. you know, here's the, the Penn swimmer with a three o'clock shadow. Uh, very sexy look. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. We don't have a Speaker of the House as of this uh, moment. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. And that's the Weekly Wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The Weekly Wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production.